What's poppin' football fans from around the globe? Welcome to a special episode of the Kick Up Boot. I'm Michael J. Collins, and today we're diving headfirst into the crystal ball of the Premier League with some predictions. Joined with me, as always, is Ryan Galati, live in the studio. Live in the studio, and joining us from his toilet because of his IBS, Daniel Ramos over Zoom. How are you doing today, Dan? Hey guys, I'm actually in my room, but yeah, I'm in my I'm on Zoom today. Yeah, but people are listening and yeah. can't see you, so we're gonna say that you're on your toilet the whole time. I can't see you either, okay. so hard to believe actually at this point. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, anyway, in this electrifying episode, we're going to boldly predict where each Premier League team will finish in the upcoming season, from title contenders to the mid-table Warriors in the nail-biting relegation battle. We'll analyze each squad's strengths, weaknesses, and potential trajectory. Hell. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. I don't know. Yeah, heck hell yeah, yeah dude. Heck yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Watching your language, Daniel. I see. Any so, so uh, what are your diehard way. supporter, a fantasy football manager, or simply curious observer, buckle up as we embark on this journey of prediction, surprises, and maybe a bit of banter. Get ready for the Kickaboot Premier League Crystal Ball Edition. Oh, wow. That's actually quite the title. I'm kind of impressed with that. I mean, I, like I don't that. know if I would trust ours as a Crystal Ball. <laughs> um, I don't think this is going to be how the season turns out at all. Um, where do you want to start, though? I mean, there's there's a lot of different kind of things to look at. Um, do you want to start, like, title picture? Yeah, I think we go from uh, Top first place last season all the way to the bottom. Uh, so Yeah, Dan, I agree. why don't you break down a couple of these teams here? All right, well, we can start with Man City. Um, they're the defending champions. They won the treble. And they've added Guardiola for 90 million euros and Kovacic for 29 million euros. And now they're rumored to buying Lucas Paqueta for 110 million euros. Yes, uh, so, a team that Dan claims doesn't just buy names. Why would they? They only buy players they need and develop people. Uh, that didn't age well, did it, Dan? <laughs> it aged perfectly. Oh, yeah, nothing like getting TikTok dancing sensation Lucas Paqueta on your yes, team. for 100 mil. Wow. Probably I the did. highlight compilation baller if there is one on West Ham, let alone in the Prem. As far as like the smaller clubs go that aren't the top clubs, that is probably like the number one face as far as social media and everything like that goes. So why not sign him? You know, bring more attention to the club, right, Dan? Yeah, I actually don't want to sign him though. You don't? Why don't you? Too much money? Too much money, I think. Uh, I mean, like he's a good player. I actually think he can be a pep player. Like he's good in tight spaces. He's good positionally, and he's also really creative, like you were just saying. But. I just I think it's a little disrespectful to Foden. I'm going to be honest. What impact think, do you think it has on Foden? I think Foden plays out on the wing this season. I think Foden goes in the central midfield. I no, think the midfield no. this season becomes KDB, Rodri, and Foden. No. Um, I don't see that happening. Well, I know. Why? I think Foden's a winger through and through at this point in his career. I don't think I don't think a midfield of him and De Bruyne does really what you think it does. I think that puts a bit of weight on Rodri. Personally, I think Lucas Paqueta becomes a because we talked about like on past episodes we talked about them getting Kovacic and how he could possibly fit into the three um I think Paqueta is better than Kovacic uh I think I think that demotes Kovacic to being the fourth man in a three-man midfield um I think Foden has to battle for his position on the wing I think Paqueta definitely like too much money um but like 
I think he does crack the, the three in the midfield for sure. I think that's possible, yeah. I also think you guys are underestimating Bowden in the midfield. I don't think um, we are. I think we're just saying that he's better on the wing. Oh, yeah, he's good on the wing, but like he's also very good in the midfield. I mean, look at the Champions League final. Like He replaced KDB and was an instant impact, and we won not because of him directly, but he was a very big impact. But who are the other and options? Yeah, I, what do you mean? In the also, midfield? that wasn't a very yeah. good game. No, it was, it was a very brutal game to watch, actually. I was at Ryan's watching that. Um, but regardless, he still impacted the team, and he it, he does well. So if you're building midfield, a midfield, I, you would take Foden over Paqueta? That seems wrong. I think just because of the service that he's given to the club, his entire... What does that have to do with anything? No, you're spending $100 million because on if him. He, yeah, that's why I don't want him, because it's too, I think it's too expensive. 100 yeah, million but, euros, yeah. Yeah, but think you have to think about the club that you're supporting here, Dan. Come you on. are supporting yeah. the money spenders, Manchester City. Like, they're willing to put the money into it. It does suck. But at the same time, at least it's not like I don't know, they're not they're not signing Jude Bellingham here, they're signing Lucas Paqueta. Like we kinda made fun of it saying that he's like a bit of a poster boy, but like he is good. And quite oh, frankly he's, he's a good player. I'm not denying he's a good he's I'm not saying he's a, a midfielder, he's better than Foden. I see. I just, I don't. I don't know. Even Pep likes him in the midfield. He's made comments about him uh, yeah. being great in the midfield. I know he plays on the wing. I think that a lot of that was by necessity, though, because guys like Gundo just couldn't be replaced. Gundo's gone now. I could easily see Foden going in there. Regardless, like we don't know what Pep's going to do with him um, for certain. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays on the wing. I also wouldn't be surprised if he plays in the midfield. But I just, I don't know. I, the Paqueta buy just he would be good under Pep. Like definitely. I just, I don't know how much I want that to happen. You yeah. just you just don't want it to happen because you don't want there to be even more proof that Man City is a money club, oil club, whatever you want to call it. No. Just I think games, I could man. just explain my reasons as to why I don't want it to happen. Mm, but I think you're hiding that one. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm pretty confident. Anyways. Actually. Yeah, let's go to our predictions for overall? Manchester City. Oh, yeah, I forgot we were doing that. I was, sorry. <laughs> uh, do we think they become the first team in English football to win four league titles in a row? Uh, yes. Yeah, I don't think there's any really way to dance around it. They're clearly the best team in the world when you spend that much money. And then when it turns out the money that you're spending is actually even more because you're lying about it, it's pretty <laughs> uh, pretty obvious that uh, that team will finish number one. So Manchester City, Dan, unanimous, our number one pick? No. Yeah, right. Who are you picking? No, I have I – have, uh, actually, it's a good segue to our next team that we're talking about. I see who I have winning the Prem this year. Who do you have? I'd love to hear it. Don't Arsenal. You're wrong. Come on, bro. What are you talking about? How you, what are you talking about? You're this wrong. isn't like some fact. They are no better than they were last year. And last that's year, just wrong. I think they're that's better just, than they were last year. But that's just also, wrong. Also, that team right? was playing with some magic. Man. I don't you even have think, to expect I, I don't a little even... bit of regression from Arsenal. And every other team around them got better. I don't even – I honestly – I truly believe that they're not that, that much better personally. Yeah. I honestly – like Arsenal? I mean, I yes. don't necessarily agree with that opinion, but I think the teams around him clearly got better. I, I see them even struggling for a top four finish here. I actually don't. Okay, so let, let's go through the rundown of Arsenal. Declan Rice makes did. them better. Nothing else does. Honestly, yeah. All it is is Declan Rice makes them better. Kai Havertz you can expect something from, but I don't know if that's a game changer when it comes to the finishing first in the Premier League. It's not at all, in my Compared opinion. Compared to Manchester City? Especially the expectation of where they're going to play him, I don't think that – I actually – 
I like tactically looking at them now, I think they're actually worse off using a Havertz Odegaard uh Rice pivot. Like fans were so mad. I, I fans think were mad City at got weaker. You think City got weaker? Yep. I think they, they lost two game changing players in Gundo and Mares. Um the amount of goals that was scored between the two of them, big goals too, not like they were just like some mundane like joke of goals. They were really, really big time goals. I think they lost two big time players. Um and I just don't know how replaceable they are in that sense. But what did Arsenal do to get better than Manchester City losing those two players? So let's look at their thing. They were runner ups last year. They got a Champions League spot. They added Declan Rice for 116 million euros, Kai Havertz for 75 million euros, Urian Timber for 40 million euros, and David Rea on a three million pound loan with an option to buy next summer. Two to three of those players, I do not think, make that much of an impact on their team. And so, literally, everyone except Declan. Uh, yes, I think Declan Rice That's impacts you in a grand to, way. Let's think that Urian Timber, I think, is. Um, a great player, uh, but the shift to the Prem for him, I think everyone is overlooking the fact that I think, okay, it, it worked with Lysandro Martinez at Man United. Like, he came into the Prem and, like, he was, like, pretty strong from, like, the get-go. Um, Urian Timber, I, I think his youth and his style of playing, it's going to be a very big shift to week-in, week-out Prem football, and I don't, I don't see him... Because they even still have Gabriel, I think. I think personally, I think they're going to run Gabriel and Saliba, like continued for the first bit of the season. Personally, I don't think Timber cracks yeah, it right I, away. I see that as well for consistency, probably. And like David yeah. Raya, let's not act like that purchase makes any sense. In heck. It's a weird purchase. I don't know. I, Ramsdale hasn't been great. Ramsdale performed in the preseason, though. That's why fans were confused by it. Yeah, he's he's had a bright start to his season. I don't know. I don't know why. You sign like Matt Turner. I've made it known that I'm not a huge Matt Turner fan, but I don't know why you sign Matt Turner as your backup option. And Ramsdale has one bad season, but a good preseason going into the new one. And your immediate plan well, is let's get another starter quality keeper. You have to also think that they are trying for other trophies here, right? And they're not going to play Ramsdale in every competition. Correct. And if you're not a fan of Matt Turner, then I think it kind of makes sense. I think honestly, depending, like I don't, I actually don't think the Champions League is a great thing for them at the moment. I actually agree with that. I don't think they have the rotation for it. I think it'll affect their Premier League yes. this season. Yes. I, and they're not going to win the Champions League. No, I think be honest. their best, like this will sound weird, but I think their best bet is actually going out in like the round of 16. Yeah, I actually agree with you. I think it'll drastically affect that team. They do not have... Yeah, I, I don't think they go far in Champions League either. I see them focusing mostly on... I think they should hope that they don't. I, don't. I don't think they have the depth. I think they'll struggle with it. Um, Newcastle the same way. I think Newcastle's early in their build. They've they've signed, I guess, enough to help, and they're continuing to look into different options. But I think they're going to struggle with it. I think there are a lot of teams, like well, actually not a lot. I think it's mostly Arsenal and Newcastle that I'm intrigued to see how their run in Champions League goes. Um, because, I mean, obviously, like Europa League is a thing too. But Europa League, there are like some lighter games. Like I've like supported, I, I support Roma. Roma even playing like CSKA Sofia sometimes in these competitions or like clubs like that. 
you can afford to throw in a couple of youth guys if you want to. This is the Champions League. Like, this is not one that if you want to succeed, which teams want to do, honestly, in the Champions League, I'd say more than the Premier League, um, especially having made it there for the first time in how long. This is not one where you can just throw in these little young guys that, like, whatever. They need to field, like, possibly their best starting 11s. And how that's going to translate over to Prem minutes, I don't I don't see working out for them personally. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Dan, where yeah, did I you have um, City finishing? Second place. Second. Yeah. So you have Arsenal and Man City top two again, but Arsenal taking yes, just, it this time. Just reversed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think City wins the Champions League though. Okay. But that's but we're not really talking Champions League, so. Uh, sure. It's not like I'm saying <laughs> they're not going to win a trophy. I don't know. Well, um, one of the last twelve Community Shield winners has gone on to win the Premier League. So maybe winning that trophy for Arsenal on Monday. Might not have been the or Sunday might not have been the greatest for Arsenal. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I honestly, first. I think we all I like. I think whether or not Dan is going to actually say on the podcast or not, I think we all agree that Man City wins the title. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal did no, get eighty four points last season. I, I don't and they were think it's just so behind. cut and dry. I hmm. think it's pretty damn cut and dry. I think it's pretty close. I to don't it. think so. I really don't think so. Fair enough. I mean, I I will say that. Like it's uh, really- my ahead, second spot, personally, uh, I am handing to Man United. Only for the like, like and that. that's behind yeah. Man City. I have Man United as two as well. My only reason for that is they are a club that I think now is prepared um, for like the Champions League again. Like I'm, I think they're prepared for yeah. the amount of matches they're going to have. They made I the think, necessary steps. Yeah, and uh, Dan, you were even talking about. I know you didn't word it properly, but how they did uh, make their. Uh, bolster their team in the ways that we wanted them to change their teams and under Eric Ten Hag at this point uh, in his Man United tenure I think it's asking for big things and I think they're actually prepared yeah so that's the perfect segue to the next team well is United you have at three Uh, yeah like we're just going top to bottom from last last season Oh, so, okay. I mean, I was just I was just going this season's predictions. I wasn't really yeah. really focusing on last season. I was going to mention last season as like yeah. Why don't we just reference keep points? It, keep but, going like that. Um, no, I like like what like what Ryan said. Yeah, I, like I think we're just giving right. predictions for this upcoming season, and I think it is Man City, then Man United, and then I think the floor opens a little more. Yeah, then I think you could go a lot of different ways, but I think right now Man United seem to have the the necessary steps to actually. I think they might push City further than we think, but I think City's going to probably run away with it uh, by near the end, the last couple months. I think yeah, I think it could be interesting in like even like the one to four slots. Like I think there could be more of a race than we saw. Yeah, I, I 100% in like agree years with you. before last year, I guess. Um, I just think Man City has too much going for them, and like they've even the thing with Man City is they've even proven with as much depth as they have, they've proven that they're even willing to throw in the Rico Lewis's, the Cole Palmer's, the, like, whatever. Like, they're willing to throw in these youth in, like, the Champions League games, yeah. like, games of importance, and they're they're confident in them. I think a club like Arsenal, I think they struggle for that in that sense. Like, if if they have, I don't know, groups aren't released yet, but let's say they get, um, I don't know, let's even say they get, like, Sevilla in their group in, in the Champions League. Starting Eddie and Kedia versus, like, Sevilla, that's not something you want to do, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they have enough like raw power to 
to outlast like the amount of games that they're gonna have to play yeah i think one thing that we've really actually been underrating in the past couple of years that sort of has bolstered city through its uh champions league and through its premier leagues is the depth that that team has which has clearly been sort of an underrated topic when it comes to how other teams are finishing in the premier league you need depth you really need depth now i think it's why arsenal lost the league last year 100 percent, i agree with you i don't yeah i don't think it's even really up, up for debate i think it's pretty clear that like it was i don't know it was it was a, a, a running out of energy sort of idea in the sense that arsenal they gassed out by yeah. the end of the season, and they, they didn't have d- difference makers to put on. Uh, they made the move for Trossard, which I think was a great great move for them, but he's really an assist guy. He, he came up big a couple times, but they didn't have a difference maker. They didn't have someone they could throw on and, and make a change, change the game, break the game. Um, Dan, why don't we go to you for your third place uh, prediction here? Uh, yeah, so I had United. Oh no, not United. Sorry. Oh, wait. I'm lost. I lost. Look, lost my page here. Because <laughs> this was uh, a preview version. I didn't have predictions. Uh, We're doing predictions planned. on the spot, my boy. We're doing preview and predictions. All right. So I had City Arsenal then, right? Yeah, I think you already First caught up in your little Man City line. Arsenal City there. Oh, sorry. You, I think Arsenal, you might have slipped up there, pal. What, what did you say? You have Man City, City and Arsenal. No, I'm why? looking at my list. I'm looking Ooh, at my list. Wait, sounds like we got a liar. Last season. I can smell your pants on fire. I don't think that's United fire. Third. I'll still have oh. United going third. Oh, God. Um, what? No, never mind. <laughs> that's fine. You, you have United. Be in studio, I'm not in the room. I'm missing these things. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I have, City, or have United going third. Okay. Yeah, they added Hoyland. Did I say that right? Hoyland? Hoyland? Uh, it's Hoyland. 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 Erling Holland. <laughs> yeah, I have BTEC Holland for 70 <laughs> mil euros. Mason Mount. Andre Onana. Um... I just really like all those additions. I think they're really good for depth. Onana, I think, is a really good piece to get. He's just like that. He's just a presence that feels comforting and safe back there, you know? Like, yeah, I, I think they have more like business coming, too. Yeah, Sorry? they're currently still looking to add more players, which is something uh, I think a lot of Manchester United fans were really eager about in the past couple of years. They wanted to spend, 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 and now that they actually are spend, spend, spending – uh personally i'm hoping it doesn't work out but <laughs> i think a lot if a lot of those gambles pay off then manchester united are said to have a really big season yeah 100 percent um they're gonna do really well i think so and i don't yeah i don't left in madrid then i don't really remember what you said about it what's your uh mason mount opinion as far as like that purchase uh like i like it like it's I think he can have a. I think we've talked about this like. Uh, yeah, I just can't remember. It was a while ago. Yeah, it was like four or five pods ago. Um, no, I like it. I think he is uh, can be like a career revival. He had like a tough time recently at Chelsea. You know, fell out of rotation. Um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on there. To be fair, but yeah, no, I think he's going to do well there, especially with a guy like with people beside him like Casemiro and uh, Bruno. Man, like that's just. I think it's going to be a really good midfield. I think he's going to do well there. Yeah. I honestly, I like Hoyland and Mount just as far as, um, like, the Champions League rotation goes. Um, I think Hoyland is a player, yeah. honestly, that can play a ton of games. He didn't really get to prove that with Atalanta because they had enough going forward. Um, but, I, I like, just his, his youth and, like, the way he plays, I, I do think he can he can last a, a good, good chunk of the season. 
and Mount offers you a bit of versatility too, which I, I think as as fine business like Arsenal has done, for example, to me so far there's not a ton of versatility in like their signings as far as like a squad rotation goes. Mount is a guy that like even though he may not be the fastest, he's proven that he can at least create something off of the wing um, during his time in Chelsea. It was more as like a outside forward rather than like a wing wing role. Um, but I, I think with a mind like Eric Ten Hag, I think there's ways that he can incorporate Mount into like a bit of width if need be. Um, and then obviously, like yeah, like Hoyland is unreal. Um, I think Rashford is someone that can obviously push into the middle. I think they have a lot lot going for them. And like obviously the youth in Garnacho, as far as the attack goes, maybe in the deeper midfield is where you see a little bit of concerns. Um, and even when you dive into like their center back position I mean they have a lot going but like who knows if 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 one of them falls out of form so I think that may be where they're looking in the rest of the transfer window um but I I think it's hard to debate that what Man United has going on right now is anything less than a team that'll finish top three again yeah I'd agree not really much else you could say about that yeah I think I just killed that yeah I'm pretty on board for for (laughs) dropping um moving on I guess Dan, you've been going the way of like last season's results. Um, we have Newcastle there finishing in fourth last year. Um, I I like what You're they're doing. Very high on Newcastle. I like what they're doing a lot, which is super hypocritical of me if you've talked to me like two years ago, because I hated their whole Saudi takeover idea. I thought it was going to be like I thought it was going to be a lot of the Alexander Isaac or Isak, however you want to say his name. I say Alexander Isaac. I'm from Canada. I, I think don't it's Isak. Yeah, but I don't care. Um, sorry, Alexander, if you're listening, even though you're not. I thought it was going to be a lot of those kind of signings where it was just like players of quality that are like, I don't know, like these well known, like future stars kind of idea. But the business they've done, I think, is actually brilliant. And I think they, they are going to struggle, I think, in the mindset that they've kind of gotten to Champions League football a little quicker than I thought they were expecting to. Um, but I think with even like a couple more like small signings, just guys that you can kind of like throw in like one or two in those like maybe like lower level Champions League matches or if like you secure safety early, that kind of idea. Um, but one that's honestly really surprised me as far as like looking into the next season goes, um, in their preseasons or in their preseason matches, sorry, Harvey Barnes has looked like a fantastic yeah. signing. Actually, he I like Harvey Barnes really, a lot. really fantastic. They are incorporating him. I don't know if this is like Eddie Howe's magic or something like that, but they're incorporating him in such like a Harvey Barnes, yeah, st- like forte way. It's working so wonderfully that I feel like you have to start him. Yeah, I I don't think there's any way around it. He's no. been sensational in their preseason. Yeah. He like whether he's out wide. Sometimes he like sneaks his way like into the box. I think against Villarreal he had um, a finish where he literally just like lost the defense and was found like in the top corner of the box. He, I think he's I like I I love I love James Madison. We'll get to that like later with like Tottenham. I think that Harvey Barnes actually may have been one of the. Like I think he's gonna prove that he might have been the most valuable guy coming out of that Leicester squad going into this season. Yeah, dude, I completely agree with you. I've always been very high on Harvey Barnes. 
Uh, I think he goes underrated a lot because I feel like I don't hear him talked about as much. Honestly, I haven't as, even been that high on him. Like, I, I've always liked him, and yeah, I think he's going to do really well there. Um, I mean, you already just said all the stuff that he's good at, so it's like not really much more to say. But yeah, man, I really like Harburns a lot. I like that purchase. They also got Tonali, and they also got Livramento from your club. Yeah, I have. Tell us about that. I have nothing but great things to say about Livermento. Um he like he just adds excitement. He's he's a really young fullback and unfortunately he already has faced the issues of like injuries and stuff early in his career which you really never want to see. But there's like a way about when he gets the ball on the wing that I think Newcastle has been looking for for a while in their fullback options. Um, like no discredit to like Kieran Trippier. Obviously, you guys know that I love Dan Byrne, especially as a left back role. I love that man. But Tino is so quick and like so direct when he's attacking, while also being able to kind of drag back in a way that it's not like technical defending, but he gets the job done. And it's a shame like we didn't get to see him last season. I was really hoping. That we are going to get to keep on, keep a hold of him, just because there was um, talk that he was saying that he wants to use this season in the championship to um, like regain his form back and kind of like prove himself again. But Newcastle clearly had seen enough in him, uh, willing to put up 37 million euros for him, which I think is a totally fair price personally. Um, I, this is going to sound like some bias. I obviously don't know the system that Eddie Howe is hoping to play with here. I think he actually deserves starting minutes over Kieran Trippier, but I know how important Trippier is to that lineup as far as even just his set piece abilities that I don't think that'll happen. Yeah. But having him, yeah, but having him as like an option even, I think is going to be incredible for that team, and he's got such a high ceiling. Where do you see Newcastle finishing? Uh, Third. I like the confidence. What about you, Mike? For three or Newcastle? For Newcastle. Uh, I think they just miss out on top four this season. I am also pretty damn high on them, like Ryan. Uh, I just think there's a lot of better teams right now, and they're more of a question mark for me. Would I be surprised if they finished third? No, I don't think I would be. But they're just more of a question mark where I can't firmly say that I see them or firmly say that I see them finishing top four for me. I, I have them fifth. I think if you're looking at teams on paper, I totally understand. But the form that they're coming into the season on, and I think the style that they now have under Eddie Howe and the fact that he's been able to build the team that he wants for his style, I think they have a lot of good things going for him. And like we talked about like our kind of team of the season prediction sort of idea. I think it's going to be a great year for that defense and Sven Botman. Even if you want to like look at a, I mean, I guess he's a starter, but also a depth guy, and like Fabian Scher, I think he has a chance to kind of break himself out a little bit again. Um, I do think the Champions League will once again be a struggle for them. I think, like I, I don't said, think they're going to put much pressure on themselves to to be successful there, though. I don't know how much pressure they'll put, but it is it is still more games that you yeah, have to worry about. Hundred percent. Like, and I think a lot of teams, especially of Newcastle's like capability, don't adjust super well the first time that they make it back to the Champions League. Yeah, that's that's my one worry with them. But I do have enough confidence in their defensive capabilities that I I like the look of them at three. But maybe, like, 
if I'm being lenient and safe, I'll say three to five, but I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't go any lower than that. I'm high on them too. Like I do see them finishing around that area, but I also put them five like Dan. I think they just miss out on Europe again. Or yeah. not again because they're in Europe. I think I think they I mean, could five is chance. still a really good team. Five is I think they could massively disappoint. I mean, the, if the Premier League is, season is good for yeah. something, it's creating surprises. Um, I just I, can't see it, dude. I, I, I can't see, see them I like, disappointing. I like what they built. I like the direction they're going. I just think other teams around them are going to find their form again. And that I think Newcastle sort of got a little lucky uh, last year with how many disasters that were happening around them. Yeah, you could call it luck, but I just, I think they've gotten better. I don't know. I, I mean, do think they've also gotten better. Oh, they have, 100%. Yeah, and I think they have a little more business to do. I don't think they're shy with the money, as I agree we now, know, man. in their background. I, I think, think even a couple more little depth signings, even in the range yeah. of like the 10 to 20 million. This is all based on the season starts tomorrow. In, yes. <laughs> in two weeks uh, from now, if Newcastle and Manchester United, and I'm not picking Arsenal to win the league, but maybe they make some more other moves. Uh, then everything could change from this point. But this is this is, we're just saying this to this is our Premier League predictions. I mean, the there still is the what, season starts. Twenty more days in the tra- in the transfer yeah, window. Exactly. Like that, there's a lot can happen. You see, you just scroll through a Fabrizio Romano story once, and there's like hijackings and stuff all over the place. Yeah, which I do, I do. We'll talk about transfers in a little bit. But there is a hijacking that I really want to talk about because I think it's really funny <laughs> regarding you. Um, I guess. Uh, we'll keep going, and it is a conversation talk with topic that you'll possibly enjoy. I don't know. You're giving a weird face. Um, finishing last fifth last season. What is your preview of Liverpool? We'll obviously start with Mike here because this is your section, my friend. Go off. Uh, well, I keep going back and forth between Liverpool and Arsenal, who I feel like will finish third and fourth here. Um, Arsenal. I don't see them as high as maybe Dan this season, so I think <laughs> I'm going to put them in the battle between third and fourth with Liverpool. I think that this is going to be a really, really close uh, top four finish here, and I actually see it being settled by goal difference. And there's two ways I could go with goal difference when it comes to Liverpool, and that's they might have a lot of goals scored against them, but the offense is firing on all cylinders for this team. Yeah. This team is going to score, I think, honestly might break the record for the most goals scored in a Premier League season, which is a ton. But they do seem to have the quality and, quite frankly, the depth when it comes to their offense to score a lot of goals. The only issue, something we talk about, I think, every podcast, the defense. They also sold a lot of players and only brought two in this summer. Uh, They did address a midfield thing, uh, which what people were saying was going to be a disaster if they did not address it, and Klopp addressed it. And now they have the shortest squad not the shortest the, uh, the smallest the least of yeah the smallest squad in the premier league uh they need to address the issues they need to bring more people in and if they don't then i'm going to pick them to finish fourth but i think they have enough in that team right now to to compete uh I, but i think the the drop off from first to fourth is going to be a lot bigger than we think yeah like liverpool is a shaky one for me because yeah. Like, naturally, just the way that my mind works, I trust teams with a sturdy defense much more than a team with a firing on all cylinders offense. That's just how my mind works. I think if you don't allow goals, results will start to come. Um, Like, I I don't think you can kind of rely on scoring three a game, like that kind of thing, but you can definitely rely on on allowing, like, zero to one. Um, I think Liverpool's done good business. I think maybe they've... They've overspent a little bit on 
like overspent. That's an like, insane thing to say. No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. I mean overspent as far as the money that they're capable of spending, where they've where they've put the money. Well, then it's weird because now they're in the in the race for Casado, who's a hundred mil valuation, and they put a bid in this morning, which is what the hell are they doing? But that's they won't, what confuses. But me. they won't bid fifty million for Lavia, who, if you think that's the guy you want, bid the money. Why are you bidding? 40, what, 47 mil or something they ended on? That's a stupid thing. If you think he's 50 mil and you know that they're asking for 50 mil, bid the 50 mil Liverpool. How dumb are you? Like, I don't know. That type of stuff is just bothering me so much with this team, and especially in this transfer window when we know we need to buy so many more players. Do something. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of intriguing. Oh, sorry, Daniel. I'll get to you in a sec. But that's kind of intrigued me as far as the whole Lavia thing is gone because we have held firm. Like I say we as in Southampton. Sorry, I shouldn't do that. But Southampton has held firm on their 50 million price point and Liverpool's like bit first or second bid whatever it was coming in at like 40 million I just assumed that they were going to be off as far as valuation goes but then they came back and were more than willing to up the bid to like closer so I I don't see when you're that willing to up yeah. it that little if bit if that's the player you want you know the valuation of the player and you're willing to go that far into it yeah make the bid yes we get like we laughed at Arsenal for when they bid the one dollar over for Luis Suarez and that whole debacle. This is even stupider. Yeah. How dumb is this is this team right now? Anyway, uh, we're gonna take a small break as we get Dan back on the Zoom. Oh yeah, I guess I should do that right now, shouldn't I? Okay. Yeah, it's less than a minute. But all right, psych on that one. Um, the beauty of free Zoom is that we have to apparently wait a good nine minutes to start a new meeting. Um, yeah, anyway, back to Liverpool. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing in that. It's it just, quite frankly, embarrassing at that point. Um, but, I mean, if you're going to make the move for Casado, I think that's the better player anyway, so why not? Yeah, but the price point is so much different. I, I, that's why I have absolutely no understanding of what this business is right now. I mean, as a Southampton supporter, it has been very, it's been made very known to our fans that Lavia has made it known that like he he he's done it in a very respectful way where he said like I appreciate everything you've done for me, but he has made it very known that he wants to play Premier League football. That is why we're not holding him back at all. We just yeah. put the fifty million valuation there, so it's not like. It's not like the fifty million is iffy. Like it is. No. If you offer Southampton, like that's 50, been known too. Yes. Like they should have known that that was the price tag. Offer your forty million. You know, maybe Southampton will come down if you want to do a bidding war here. But they're not, and you knew that, and you offer forty, forty-five plus two million add-ons. What the hell is this? Yeah, we've made it very known that fifty is the price point. Uh, that's why I have no idea why. It's just stupid to me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I just think. That the team is good. The team is actually like a really damn good team. Uh, the best goalie uh, after the Courtois news in the world. One of the best um, defenders in Premier League history. This offense looks incredible. Probably the best winger in the history of the league. I mean, this team is incredible. It's just we have a lackluster defense. Robertson, based on preseason, cannot play center back. I don't know what the hell they're going to do in that department. So they might have to bring Trent back to right back at this point. Um, and McAllister, they're playing him as the holding midfielder. But if they don't get Lavia or Casado at this point, like I don't want to see him there. That's not that's not McAllister's role. That's not his role. It's not what he wants to do. That's not what he's good at. That's I guess he can put Tiago there, but I don't trust Tiago to stay healthy for a whole season. No, I think I think finish line. I don't see how Lavia doesn't end up in a Liverpool kit. Personally, I, ho- I, f- I freaking hope so at this um, point because we need him. 
Yeah. We, we literally need that player. We need a holding midfielder, and then I think, you know, we'll have a couple goals scored on us. But, I mean, if the defense can find their footing somehow, some way, if we can find a formation that works, then Liverpool could even compete for top, for top uh, for, for the league at that point if we can fix that. But right now, I just there's too many holes. They're not spending the money. They need more players. The depth is scary. We, look how many people we lost. Milner, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Henderson, Fabinho. Like, how many people are gone and we've only added two people? Yeah. That is why uh, I feel I, I feel bad saying it. I have Liverpool staying either around fifth or even dropping down to sixth. But like I wouldn't go farther. Dropping down's a little crazy. I wouldn't go I wouldn't go farther than sixth, but it's just it's like I said with my mindset that I trust a team that knows how to defend more than yeah. a team that knows how to score goals. I mean if they could figure something out back there then I mean, they're competing for the league at that point. But I do see their squad is better than Arsenal's, is better than Newcastle's, and is as better as the other teams that would be around that spot. So Yeah, I do think the benefit is the fact that they don't have the Champions League this season because they are a team that loves to pay attention and yeah. like, love to drive forward. You know, it. Europa is the only uh, trophy that Klopp's competed in that he hasn't won. So, I mean, it would be nice to maybe add that to the trophy cabinet. I think, so that, I think I they think will that, actually try a lot yes. in Europa, but... You're right. I think playing Thursday night football is a lot different than playing Wednesday. Yeah, I think I think the Europa League could actually benefit them in a sense. Um, I think it's I've in my opinion the Champions League is where the top form plays. I think the Europa League is an excellent competition for finding form. Yeah, especially for the bigger clubs um, because you are like the thing with the Champions League to me is that it's the top clubs in the world playing their top players. The Europa League is a slight step down, but it's a step down of clubs still playing their top players. Yeah. So I think the competition is still superb, but it is the opportunity for some of these like Liverpool players to find their form. Um, you could, I mean, obviously he wouldn't fit like their style, but like you could even throw in like a Semikas for a game in the Europa League. You could throw in, I don't know, Curtis Jones, like these other kind of guys that you have. Is he? He's healthy, right? Curtis Jones? Yeah. Yeah, he's been phenomenal this summer. Yeah, I actually yeah, I think that's so. a very underrated thing that we do have. A Curtis Jones, who's this summer, he's been freaking incredible. If you put Curtis Go- Jones on uh, like Borussia Dortmund, Liverpool fans are screaming to sign that player for $100 million. You think so? 100 million euros. Uh, 100%. The fact that we already have him, I think he's just overlooked by a lot of people. Uh, he's an incredible player. I will admit he's overlooked by me. Uh. He's phenomenal. <laughs> and, and this summer especially, like if you've seen what he's doing, he's great. Um, I just I wanted to... F- Defender. <laughs> yeah, I think without that defensive help, I, I do think they they have Europa League success, but I think Premier League-wise, they may plateau this season. Um, just in Yeah, it, they're a very iffy team for me. Yeah. I, I do see them finishing top four again. I just don't think that happens again, especially under Klopp right now. But I also could see Klopp going the way of Wenger and like just disappointing every single season, not getting to where they should be. I know Wenger finished top four all the time. but Yeah, I don't know. I just think with the caliber of teams that you have coming in now, I think it's, it's a pretty – Sturdy competition. Um, yeah, but I think Liverpool did the right moves. Their offense is a, a weapon, man. Yeah. Like, it's insane. The midfield is bolstered to where it should be. I think we need way more depth, though. And it was something that we already talked about on this episode is that depth is going to be strongly, strongly important. Does that mean you have Arsenal finishing four? Yeah. Okay. I don't I don't, I don't. don't think they finish outside of the top four. Arsenal? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really flip-flopping between the, uh, Liverpool and Arsenal here. I, I do not see them winning the league. I think that's No, I don't, yeah, I don't have them winning the league either. I think last season definitely wasn't a fairy tale because I think under Arteta they are capable of remarkable things. Um, I just think 
it sounds weird, but I think them incorporating Champions League in will be harder on them than Newcastle incorporating it in. Pers- personally, if you're asking me for like reason behind it, I actually I don't have a ton. It's more of just looking at the squads. That's the feeling I get out of it. Um, but who knows? The Premier League, uh, it, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I would say that my top four prediction-wise is Man City, Man United, Newcastle, Arsenal. Um, outside of that, I think I think fifth to. Well, I mean, I think I, this I think, is going to be such a fun battle for yeah. for top four here. Yeah. Um, I mean, finished finishing uh, six last season was Brighton, uh, and Brighton lost a lot of pieces. Yeah. But they also gained a couple good pieces. They gained fine pieces. Shout Pedro, Igor. I, Bart, I'm Bart I'm Bruben. not a huge Jao Pedro fan. <laughs> I like Jao Pedro. He I don't know if it's just, uh, it may just be his career path. It may be like whatever. He to me is just another Richarlison. Yeah. It, it, like, I kind of see that too. I mean, it makes I, I it's a lame thing to say career path wise, just because it is Watford to a, a, a decent team in the prem kind of idea. Um, I've I've just never watched Jao Pedro play and been like, wow, that's a man that can like really really put a team on his back. Yeah, I've never seen that in him. I think he has potential, but I do think Brighton falls off a little bit this year. Yeah, I agree, especially losing McAllister. Robert Sanchez, Casado soon, yeah. most likely. Yeah, uh, I don't see them uh, staying up that quite that high. I have Tottenham and Aston Villa both ahead of them. I think that's a safe bet. Yeah, I mean, I I do like the Igor signing as yeah. a guy from Fiorentina. He actually he's a pretty athletic center back for the price that they got him for. Yeah, seventeen. Yeah, 17 I, mil. I, he's a pretty fun center back to watch. I weirdly think him at like a combination of him and Lewis Dunk could actually be. I love pretty Dunk. solid. I thought Dunk had a phenomenal season last year. I, th- I think Dunk is a good center I'm a center Dunk back. believer. I am too. I'm a big fan of Lewis Dunk. His no-nonsense style of defending I think is perfect for that team. I think putting Igor beside him just as kind of someone that can prove as I guess that more athletic guy because Dunk doesn't really have yeah. that in his locker. I think there's there's potential there for Brighton but I don't think it's that high. I have them in the 8th to ninth area personally. I don't think there's really eighth too much to... 8th to ninth. Yeah. yeah. I have them at eight. Fair. I think their attack is still extraordinary, personally. I think I think a combination of Matoma and Ferguson this year will be one of the most fun ones to watch. Um, I think Soli March is a perfectly fine footballer at the prem level, and I think he proved it last season, and a very versatile guy. Um, I do think losing McAllister will be a tough one on them. I think they may even be looking yeah. for someone in replacement. I don't really know where Zhao Pedro fits in at the moment. I think Evan Ferguson is the better striker. Yeah. Um but I don't know. I, I see eighth or so for them personally. I think. Yeah, I agree with you. I do think Ferguson's gonna have a phenomenal season though. Yeah, I, I hope so. Like I think everybody kind of likes Brighton. I don't think anybody's a Brighton hater. No. Yeah. Brighton's I've, always I just a team any. to like. Hey, go Seagulls. Well, I mean, know? why would you have a, a hatred towards Brighton? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what team can be like. Oh, Brighton. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It, it's a weird one. I will say, individual. Capabilities wise, I think Ferguson, if Brighton's season goes okay, can be like a top five goal scored finisher yeah. in the league. I don't think that's too far for me to say. I think he's got excellent finishing capabilities. Let's uh let's move it over to Aston Villa. Finishing seventh. They're gonna be playing conference league football. Musa Diaby, fifty five mil, Pau Torres, thirty three mil, 
Yuri Tielemans for free. And they just bid on Nicolo Zaniolo today. Yeah, um, a bit of a random one there. Yeah. What's your beef? Uh, or what's the beef <laughs> between him and Roma? Uh, the It just... It sort of just ended on like a weird note. Like it was, it was more so just like a disagreement with what Zaniolo was at the end of the day. Um, there was talk that it was sort of between him and um, Mourinho, but then they were, everyone was saying that Mourinho was like a really big fan of him. Um, I just, I don't know. I just think maybe he just needed out of Rome. It was, it was a very up and down time there, mostly because of injuries and such. Uh, I think he left at a good time because his form was slightly declining in a Rome shirt. Um, it's a bit, it's, it's a weird one. I think he's, I think Zaniolo is a player that still has tons and tons of talent behind him. He just hasn't seemed the same since his injury. And I would love to say that Aston Villa is getting the best Nicolo Zaniolo, but I feel like I would possibly be lying to myself if I said <laughs> that. Unfortunately. Yeah. But I mean, I guess, I don't know. The the talk is that they are just signing him as like a Buendia replacement, mm-hmm. and I don't know how much Buendia did last season. I actually I don't have the stats for it, but it didn't seem like he was. <laughs> it didn't seem like he was. Uh, he was of that much importance, especially yeah. with Diaby and such. I mean, but. I I I like the moves that they've made so far. I think we're all big fans of Unai Emery right now. Oh, um, remarkable! I have them finishing sixth. I think yeah. they I think they move up a spot. I think they only got better, and I think they're here to compete for a while, too. I think they're built to last. Yeah. Um, we are rejoined by Dan here uh, because our free Zoom, whatever you want to call it, time limit thing has expired. Dan, we are discussing Aston Villa. We just touched on the Nicolo Zaniolo little news. Um, what, what Do you have any real Aston Villa thoughts as far as kind of like business goes and where you think they could end up, I uh, guess, I this think- season? I think they made some great purchases. Diaby, Torres, Tielemans for free, and then Zaniolo for depth, I guess, because you said they had an injury, right? I believe we were talking about that beforehand. Yeah, the talk was that since Buendia's injured, I think it's more of a worry as far as depth goes. Um, yeah. I do think <laughs> – I mentioned this when we were kind of talking about Zaniolo. I think replacing an injured player with a player whose career has with been sort of destroyed problem, yeah. with injuries – it's a little bit of a paradox. I don't know if that's the right way we saw that word. Is that paradox? Anyone? Oxymoron. Is that what I'm thinking? Uh, anyways, doesn't sure. matter. We get what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I actually think they're going to have a really exciting season. They've made a lot a lot of uh, good purchases. they got a great manager. Um, I mean, they got seventh last year. I don't know if I can see them finishing higher than seventh. There's just so much competition. Mike uh, did have like- them at sixth. I mean, six isn't crazy. I don't think like one. I think spot they took up a step above, up. Like, I think they took a big step up, and I, I think they did improve. They definitely did improve. They're they're. Uh, I think they're going to be a really fun team to watch. I will say that sure. if I have a team this season that I think could make the biggest jump, it's Aston Villa. Yeah, I'd agree with that take. I I think. I think not the, to, uh, Aston Villa at six is closer to to fourth than I think we're all thinking. Yes. I think like the the jump from the battle for four is going to go at least nine ten spot spaces. Yeah, I think I think generally if they have if there is a team that can jump in and surprise because like I've said on this podcast already, there's like it the prem is full of surprises. There's like no doubt about it. Every single season it happens. I think Aston Villa has the opportunity to be 
that surprise team. Um, just in the fact as well that like last season they finished in a conference league spot. That gives them the opportunity to kind of maybe like save some of their stronger players in like the European competition while still while still performing at like a high level. I think they have a lot of things going for them. I do think that having a striker in Ollie Watkins as the guy to lead your attack, no discredit to Ollie Watkins. Um, I don't see him as a striker that gets you to like Champions League football. Yeah. That's my only No, I don't, I don't think not yet at least. Yeah. So in that sense, I'm still looking for that like real lethal finisher in that Aston Villa squad. Even the signing of Diaby, like Diaby is not known as a finisher. He's quite honestly far from it. Um, he's fast as. F- oh, um, <laughs> he. Uh, I don't know why I made that noise. That was like, really uncomfortable. <laughs> um, I like hurt my diaphragm. Uh, I don't know. I think they're a really fun team to wa- what? Why are you looking at me with the face? I think they're a really fun team to watch. Uh, like defensively, I think they're strong. Their midfield, I see no issues with with Big John McGinn. Uh, I think they have a yeah. lot of things going for them. I'm interested. I'm interested to see what happens with Coutinho this year. I think it goes in really? January if they don't get rid of him now. Yeah, I I just think this is finally a team that I I could see Coutinho benefiting in. I honestly think that they have Tielemans there to replace Coutinho. No, but I, I yeah, I don't know how much of a role I think I see him having there. I would love to see him get the shot though, and I think Unai Emery is a manager that can bring out great things in him. I hope so, man. I love Coutinho. Yeah, well, I mean, just his ability to even play as a winger. I think even, like, late in games, he could get opportunities to come on because um, he is – it's weird to say he's getting up there in age because it doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like he's been around he long enough. He seems so young. Yeah. But he's been there for he's a Yeah, while. he's been around for a long time, so I do think he could – 31. Help. Yeah, he could help it, like, later in games. But he, he still has quality on the ball, and I think even having him for even those conference league games, um, wherever you want to throw him into – if they can hold on to Douglas Louise, if they can hold on to like some of these strong depth guys, I see no reason Aston Villa can't even finish as high as like a third to fourth. I don't know if that's a hot take, but yeah. I, I like it. I don't see them finishing fourth, top fourth, um, or top four. Yeah. I, I think that could be considered a hot take by the average viewer. I don't know. I, I see bright things with them. No, for sure. They're going to be really exciting, really fun. I feel like if they were to get better, it would be at most at most fifth, maybe sixth. So you think they only pop up two, like one to two spots? I think they yeah, only I go up one, but I do think they're competing for top four. Yeah, It's just so competitive. Like, exactly. it's just every team has gotten so good. It is. I just, I also, I think they have the benefit of not being one of the teams that has to worry about too many other competitions. Well, they're in the Conference League. I don't think, but like, I think they could win the Conference League. I think, yeah, they could, yeah I think they could win the Conference League. But even even then, though, like, I don't mean to discredit other clubs, but like, you even look at the Conference League semifinals last year, they were going up to uh, up against the likes, or sorry, West Ham and Fiorentina were going up against the likes of AZ Alkmaar and FC Basel. Whoa. What? Those are some heavy contenders, man. Uh, I would say, <laughs> meh. Um, la, la, la. All right, let's. Uh, let's yeah, sorry, I'll, here. Yeah, I'll, I'll hop off of Aston Villa. Sorry let's, uh, okay, this is a really exciting one. You think this so? Is a really exciting one. All right, Dan, you're starting because now. Let's hear it. Well, exciting in terms of like how many question marks there are. They've made so many changes. They've bought like seven players just this window. They have a new manager who just won the domestic treble last year. Do you want to say? And his we're name not even sure. Me? 
uh, Postacoglu. Yeah, I just want to see if you could. Okay, keep going. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that you were testing me there. I was. Um, we're not even sure if Kane's going to be there because they agreed uh, with Bayern, but Kane is apparently unsure. Apparently, he's 50-50 on leaving, so he actually might stay the year or he can go to Bayern because terms are agreed upon uh, between yeah, both clubs. I think my prediction for Tottenham really depends on if what happens with Kane here. It entirely depends on it. And oh, 100%. At least. I think it's far too hard to pick where they'll finish. Right now, I think they're going to finish ninth. Really? Oh, yeah, a spot below from last year. I oh, I got to think of where I've put everyone. I just like Villa more. I like Newcastle more. I like Brighton more, and I like another team that we haven't talked about yet. A little bit more than Spurs. I think if Spurs lose Kane, they lose the entire identity of that team. I don't think Son is getting better from what how poor of a season he put in last uh, last year. Uh, I I like some of their changes. I just think you're right, Dan. There's far too many question marks. There's too many things that I dislike about that team. Then honestly, I like. I don't think I like much about Tottenham. I actually, I sort of disagree, but I do agree in the sense that Tottenham is Tottenham. Uh, Tottenham is probably the least known team this year if that makes sense I, oh i think like they're, they're the most question mark like in terms yeah. of the players they have they honestly if especially if they get rid of kane they like weirdly feel like like a newly promoted team i have no idea what that team is without kane i like, i don't even know what the, the, that team is like under pasta coglu yeah i think there's just there's just too many stuff to worry about that i think it's going to the way of chelsea last season where you're like what what am i even watching at this point i think they could have a slow start I think they will have a slow start. I don't yeah. think their schedule really helps them out either. Um, I think when it comes to Tottenham, it's like you're just shooting fish in a barrel at that point. They could finish. They could get demoted, and I wouldn't be surprised. They could win the league. I'd be surprised. But they could get top four, <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, I, th- I think it comes down to keeping Kane, and I think if they do keep yeah. Kane. If, if, they ke- if they keep Kane, then I think they might finish seventh. I think if they keep Kane, I, like this may sound crazy, I think the entire table is open to them. Because yeah, no, I agree. I, I I agree. I literally think it comes down to Pasta Coglu. I think it yeah. comes down to how he it's all the other question marks. Yeah, but I think well, they... that's the part that I find exciting. Like this is totally his project. Like yeah. all these new purchases are under his watch. So like, Which... this is his team. We're, we're going to get to see what he does. I don't think it'd and be it li- is dependent on Kane. I don't think it'd be know, like Spurs, but this does feel like what Ryan said. Like it feels like a new team. People don't really know. Uh, so I think everybody's sort of. I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that they, they so kind of figure it, something though. out. I've kind of liked their business. I can't yeah. lie to you. I think I think losing yeah. Kane could be a, like I, a I don't know if I'm a big blow. fan of what they've done, but I like it. Honestly, I hope I eat my words. I think I think Poro Pedro Poro. I think he has a high ceiling. Um, I don't I don't mind. I think the purchase of Van de Ven for forty million is a little high for my taste, but I think he is also excellent still. Keeping hold of Kulusevski. He's not a game changer, but he's definitely someone that can help you in the long run. And then obviously just getting James Madison in. Um, I st- like who really knows, but if if he can live up to what everyone has said he could be at a higher up club like Tottenham, uh, I think there is a lot of benefit for it. And the Vicari- the Vicario signing, I do really enjoy. I wouldn't really care if Larice left because I think Vicario leaves them in good hands personally. Um, I am intrigued that the. Mike, you said you have a team that's finishing above them. I guess we'll get to them in a little bit. Um, we can quickly, I guess, talk about Brentford. 
just because they finished below Tottenham, and I can't yeah. imagine that's your team that no, you have. No, I'm not picking <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, Brentford, I see. I don't know. I don't think they'll be as good as they were. Uh, Nathan Collins, he's probably their biggest signing this summer, I think. I don't mind what they have going on. I just think losing Ivan Tony. Yeah, eight, months, eight months is a long time. Yeah, That's crazy. I think losing him in itself is just enough of a problem. But I do really like Thomas Frank as a manager, and I think he's someone that yeah. works well with what he's given. I just um, like I, I don't mid table for me. Yeah, what are but they like doing? I think they're gonna stay roughly the same, maybe even drop a few spots. But yeah, I, I think, think I think they're like, I think they, I think they drop. I think they're good mid table though. Yeah, I think they're the best of the worst. <laughs> if that makes I, sense. Like twelfth. Yeah, I don't mind eleventh, twelfth, eleventh, twelfth for them for me. Uh, who's after? They Brentford could they could easily. Year? Uh, after Brentford finishing in 10th. Fulham finished 10th. Fulham. Fulham, the lads from Kiraven College. Yeah. They haven't done much. Yikes. They just got Calvin, is it Bassi? Yeah, Calvin Bassi and Raul Jimenez. Yeah, Jimenez, I don't know, like, ever since the, even before, like, he was already tailing off, I feel like, but with the head injury, like, he's never been the same. I think they I think really that they're, I think they're, the I, I think they think they're getting a somewhat new Mitrovic. Like, I think that was they saw him as, like, a replacement, like, stylistically. But I do agree with you that I think he's slowing down. I don't think Bassey is someone that's really going to improve their standing. Yeah. They're actually a team I kind of worry for this yeah, year. Yeah, me too. Yeah. In the race against, the, like, the bottom of the table. I don't necessarily see them getting demoted, but no. I, I do see them pretty, pretty far down. I have them at 13 for me, so I think they are pretty decent, but... I do. I'm. I'm also with you. I think you said it last episode where the bottom of the table compared to the top is going to be such a hard fall off that I. Mm-hmm. I know we're talking about how competitive the top of the table is going to be, but the bottom of the table is going to be equally, I think. Yeah. As much of a, a slog. I honestly, I I like Fulham, so it's hard. Like, not like they're my they're my team or anything, but like I I do, I do just like them as a club for whatever reason. Yeah. I do have them falling as low as like fifteenth or sixteenth personally. Yeah, I, I could totally see it. I just, like, at the moment, though, because there is still things to be done, I just don't think they've done enough and changed their ways enough Yeah, that I think they're kind of figured out at this point. And, like, if they come in with pretty much the same identity and team as last season, yeah. I don't see how they hold on to, like, their 10th spot. I, th- I think they're kind of in danger this year if they don't if they do not do a little more. Yeah, I could totally see that. Uh, I, I do think they're better, though, than... Um, a lot of the other bottom table teams. So I see, I have, yeah. the, I, I think I'm kind of with you. I have them at 13 right now, but I could see them going 15, 14, around that area. Who do you, who do you have them as like clear better than? Like just like the bottom feeders? Yeah. I like, I, I don't think they're going to get demoted. Okay. That's fair. I like, so like 15, 16th, kind of like me. Yeah. I think 13 to 15. Okay. I don't know about 16. Oh, I think I, I got, I got a pretty solid last five in the table. Really? Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to guess either this team or the next team is the one that you have. It's the next one, probably. Oh, okay. Uh, so then I guess we're just we're going to skip a little bit and go to Chelsea because yeah. they're a good talking point. Yeah, I got Chelsea um, up there finishing in my, uh, uh, my seventh spot here. I think Chelsea losing in Cuckoo is going to hurt. I think that was probably what I was most excited to see from Chelsea this season. But I think a lot of the the things are going to be fixed that we're missing. 
I'm actually higher than Mudrick than I think I was watching him play last season. I thought he was horrible, um, but I think that is a really decent gamble for them. And I think if that pays off, then that could be a game breaker for them. I do. I just I trust them right now more than what I think I trust from Spurs, which is a, why I believe I have them there. And I don't think you spend all of that money if you don't see some sort of talent in the team that they're getting. And honestly, if they get Casado, that's a great replacement for Conte. Or if they get Lavia, I mean, I'm not going to pretend to be a Lavia expert after <laughs> all of this uh, transfer debacle. But uh, I think that team's actually set for something decent. I think the goalkeeper is probably the biggest struggle for me and what what I find there. But Reese James is captain now. I think that team found an identity. Yeah. And uh, hopefully they can they can muster up something for themselves. I'm actually all of a sudden a pretty big Keppa fan. I don't know. He's just too small. Like, it's so he obvious. Is. It's, like, glaring obvious. Like, a lot of the goals that he lets in, if he was just a little bit taller, he would save them. I and do agree. I just, I just don't think you can have a small goalkeeper, especially in the Premier League right now. I agree, but I do think he's slightly found a new confidence going into the season. I think he's far better than when people gave up on him. Yeah, and I, I, I actually think them finishing 12th last season gives him an opportunity like it gives him and Chelsea an opportunity to make him the number one and give him that season that he's needed to possibly find confidence. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think he's that bad in that role. Um, I think, like you said, I think they do have a lot of good things going on. Um, I mean, I even we're talking about Kepa having Robert Sanchez as another option to kind of give him that competition. Uh, it could backfire, I guess, because then that could be another loss of confidence for Kepa. Um, but then even um, if that is, you have Robert Sanchez. What's up, Daniel? Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, but uh, the reports are saying Chelsea's actually wanting to offload Kepa. Because yeah, they because just he's... Robert Sanchez for 23 million uh, euros. Well, Kepa has been, um, I believe he's even in like the Bayern Munich talks as a... Madrid, too. Yeah, the Madrid, apparently they want to Courtois went down today. I yeah. don't think Madrid is going to get him anymore because they just got De Gea. Yeah, I think there's good interest in him. But I could be wrong in saying this, but I think he's had a fine enough preseason that maybe they hold on to him for like even the first couple of weeks of the season, yeah, and give him a shot there, which I would love to see because I, I think it's just like the morals in me. I don't like seeing a guy like Kepa just go down and be like unrecoverable. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I I I like a lot of the things they've done. I like Nicholas Jackson a lot. He was actually close-ish to joining Southampton in the winter window last year and now I think it makes us look really stupid that he's on Chelsea and lighting it up in the preseason so yay um but then a lot of their business I think is just classic Chelsea business too I don't know how much I love the DeSassi uh signing for 45 mil I honestly don't really even know who Leslie Ugo Chukwu is for 27 mil yeah um I can't even act like I know enough about that Tyler Adams, I think, is a fine addition as far as, like, a midfielder goes if you want, like, that depth in there. Um, but I, I don't I don't know. I, I, like, I think they could go as high as, like, Europa League. I don't see them as at all being in the Champions League race. Yeah. But I think no, falling I think so. somewhere in between this season and, like, fifth is somewhere where they'll – Yeah, they'll I see their comfort. floor as – not getting into the conference league, but I I do see them at least making conference for for myself. Yeah, I view them in, in the conference league spot. Yeah, um, I think it's similar to Spurs in the sense that they just have made a ton of changes. 
They have a yeah, new manager now. I think Bob last Kino, year was like, more similar just... to Spurs, where this year I think some of those question marks that we're talking about Spurs have been addressed, and I think it's now you just sort of have to see them in motion. Uh, where Spurs, I think next season we'll probably talk the same when they were talking about Chelsea right now. I yeah. mean, that's all depending too. You, you think you think Spurs will have a new manager by next season? In that sense? No, I guess not, I guess not in that sense. Well, I don't see. Because I feel like that's the biggest thing for me. That's, Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I guess we don't really. That's have. the but, biggest thing for me. That's making it like the similarness is like two new managers, good managers. Like this is their project. Yeah. You know, you give them some time to build it. Not that Chelsea's done that. They usually I like don't. Poch, but man, I think everybody likes. Poch. I like Poch, man. Yeah. Um, as far as anyone else you want to touch on, um, do we want to touch on Conference League winners in West Ham? Uh, yeah, why don't we just go... So that's our, our top... Actually, I don't think I gave my 10th pick right now. Uh, I'm going to put uh, probably Brentford there at 10. For me. Oh, did I, give a, what, I, don't, I, did I even give you picks? I don't know what I gave. No, no I, I'm just writing mine down. I have City taking number one, Man United at two, Liverpool at three, Arsenal in the fourth spot, Newcastle in the fifth, Villa in the sixth, Chelsea in the seventh, Brighton in the eighth, Spurs in the ninth, and Brentford in the tenth. Uh, do we want to just quickly run down the bottom uh, half of the table? Uh, Ryan, why don't you first tell us who you think is going to get relegated this season? Uh, 20th place, no doubt in anyone's mind, it's Luton. Yeah, it's got to be Luton Town. I think yeah. you know, great, great run to get here. The I don't think they play a home game until September. Thank God, which is rough for stay a out team. of that stadium. <laughs> uh, finally, make it to the Premier League. I think it's it's pretty safe to say that they were, you know, one of the best teams in the Championship last season. So I'm not surprised that they're here, but uh, they cannot compete in the Premier League. No, and I, I don't even see them. Uh, they don't have the money for it. They don't have the backing. They don't have even the talent yeah. right now to go with it. I mean, it. do we even see them getting a win? Yeah. <laughs> Against? I think, yeah. 100% I do. You really Game of Thrones. Yeah, I think it's, it's more hard to say that they're not going to win a game, but I could see them very much struggling to do so. Definitely it, not double digits. Definitely not five, I think, is the over-under for me that I would set Linton Towns wins on. End of the day, we are talking about the game of football, and I think – yeah, anybody could have yeah. their day. There's like that's why even the FA Cup is a fun competition yeah, to watch exactly. because you do have those third division squads that still um, be prime squads. But uh, yeah, but I think when it comes to Luton Town, is anybody picking them to finish out of the 20th spot? No. All right. What about 19 for you? Uh, ooh, don't go to me first. Actually, I want to think on that a little bit more. Well, I got Sheffield United. That is my that is my instinct. Yeah, I just Sheffield's bad. <laughs> Sheffield's yeah. bad. That's it. That's basically why I'm. I can't it up. debate that. Uh, but they're better than Luton Down. Yes. So without a doubt in the mind. There you go. Um. Yeah. 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 I'll yeah I'll join you on Sheffield United. I think they've done weird business too. I'm not. I don't even know who their starting striker is going to be on the on the day one. Yeah. They got rid of Sander Berg to another promoted team in Burnley, which I think is a really weird move. But then they replaced him with Vinicius Souza, who's like not proven. I don't know. They're doing weird things over there. I have no problem putting those two as the bottom finishers in the Prem. Uh, I personally think from there it becomes a little more interesting. Dan, do you agree with... I have... Yes, those are my bottom two. And then my third I have the Wolves. Wolves. Yeah, yeah, that's I, I, interesting. I can't even. I, I, I wolves can't even. look bad. I will agree. They with look you bad. There. I don't know what direction they're going in. 
I feel like they haven't made any changes that they need to make. And like, I definitely don't see Burnley getting demoted. I think they are a very cool story. Also, shout out Vincent Company, showing he's a good manager. Hopefully, he can do it in the Prem. So, I definitely don't have them going third as the third relegated team. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's that's too far of a take at all. Honestly, no. I have a uh, Bournemouth in that spot. I don't like Bournemouth. Um, I can't see Bournemouth getting really good. Really? I could yeah. if you told me that four days ago. I think they've done good business in the last You like what bit. they've done? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose. I just I don't see the direction that that team's really headed in right now. I think the direction right now is survival, but I think they're doing yeah. it in a really smart way. I what's what's the move they made that you like? Um, signing that Alex Scott kid from yeah. Bristol City I think is an excellent move. I mean – Props to them if they can get out of there, but I, I don't really have them finishing up. Fair. I, I think they've done just enough to survive. Okay. Like, I, I, I'm not saying that Barmouth is going to be, like, a dark horse and finish, you like, think 12th. Like 17th? Like, 16th, 17th, yeah. maybe 15th in that corner well, sort of area. to be honest, I'm kind of with you. My 16, 17, 18 does – it's a bat. It's going to be a battle for yeah. relegation. I just don't see Bournemouth being the ones winning there. Uh, I am with you, Dan, though. I do have Wolves at 17 for me. I think uh, okay. I think my final relegation spot may actually surprise you guys. Uh, my final relegation spot goes to Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, that's wow, that's a big drop off. I don't think so. Uh, I only think it in the sense that I'm I'm basing it off of the fact that I do think Michael Elise is going to leave. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, and they lost Zaha. Yeah, I think he's going to leave. Yeah. I think they've lost Zaha. I don't think in any section of their field there is a standout guy enough. I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. Ebere Eze is, like, a phenomenal talent. Um, but I think I think they could be – I mean, it sounds dumb because, like, Southampton finished 20th, but I think they could be similar to a Southampton where they have these, these solid players in different areas, but it doesn't tie the team up enough to – reach them to survival you got what i mean uh i think i do but i just i don't see them being that bad i do only for the yeah. reason i so mean I, I based think, on your reasoning if that does happen this season then yeah i, I could see it happening i'm just i just think i think, I think more high on them i think guehi is a phenomenal talent yeah um i think ebre eze is a phenomenal talent eze is gonna be great they I think, signed I think this gonna be a great season yeah for I think they signed this Mateus Franca guy from Brazil. No idea who he is. Um, I don't think Odsane Edward is as good as everyone thinks. I think Jordan Ayu is a bottom feeder club slash top championship level striker. Um, I there's just there's nothing I see enough. Like it's just eh. Everywhere I look through the lineup, apart from Eze and Guehi, to me is very eh. And like I don't even who is their yeah. who is their manager right now like Pardew or something like is it uh, no it's um it's gonna be Roy Hodgson is it Hodgson still <laughs> is it who it is still who's their manager yeah it's Roy Hodgson yeah I don't care I don't think I think he's gone by like January I like I don't know maybe that's me being harsh on them I don't see them having enough at all personally yeah I think even I think even Wolves survive slightly above them. Um, that's interesting. I, you know what? I like the confidence in the in the bold claim. That's a good call. I just think most teams have enough. 
of like a confident yeah. area of their field. I don't have them that low. Um, you're essentially relying on Guehi to keep yeah. goals out, and you're relying on Eze and like Jordan Ayu and and Edward or something. You know what though? I think they huh? was Zaha free. Yeah. Okay then. That might change a little bit for me. I thought they got a little bit of money this summer, but I don't think they got that much because he went to Galatasaray. I think yeah, free. he did. Yeah, okay. I, like, yeah, I don't. I hope they can make a move because I do see that team actually being decent. And Roy Hodgson somehow survives. Like, I don't know what it is about him, but I don't know. He's he seventy-five up. years old and somehow does it. <laughs> I, don't I know just, why he's still managing? Me bro. neither, dude. He looks Get he out looks of there, like Roy. he's ready to lay down and for about yeah. ten years. Um, um, after Wolves for me at sixteen. I've got Everton. Okay. Uh, they just suck. <laughs> Nothing about them is good. Um, if they get, uh, uh, what's his name, Antonio, it might be kind of interesting. They're th- apparently close to getting Willie Nanto, too. From, Willie Nanto. That's from Leeds. He's a fun one. Uh, but they were a terrible team last year. Nothing really changed for them. Uh, just a crap, crap shoot. Uh, no, I don't think anybody's really root for Everton to do well either. So screw you, Everton. Well, uh, Jordan Picture, Pickford. Uh, Jordan Picture. Uh, Pickford, I think people sort of realized, actually isn't good. Uh, I've been on the Pickford isn't very good train for a very long time. I never thought he should have been England's number one. Uh, and I think people are sort of starting to realize that he makes a lot of mistakes. Uh, but Everton He is entertaining, though. He is very entertaining. Uh, He's very he, funny. Everton just suck. I, I want to give more analysis on why they suck. Uh, they have such a hard time watching that team. Just brutal, brutal football. Uh, I hate them. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's a. I don't think it's a bad take by any means. Um, I mean, yeah. I think I've made it known that I think Wolves are my seventeenth place team. Yeah. Uh, no, who are said, they though? Didn't you say they would get? Relegated? No, I said uh, Luton, oh, Sheffield, Dan. and Crystal Palace. Dan, Dan said, said Wolves. Crystal Palace to be relegated. Um, cool. I personally think that my 17th and 16th battle is between Wolves and Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Uh, I think Forest has not done anything this season that has improved me beyond last season, and I think they could deal with the little second season syndrome um, just in the things yeah. that they've done. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I like what is Matt Turner their starting keeper now? I think so. Yeah, best of luck to you. I think he'll actually do <laughs> fine on that team. I'm I'm not I'm not as low on Nottingham. I have them at fourteen. I think they'll do better than Crystal Palace, who's my fifteenth place. Um Nope. <laughs> but I just sort of see it sort of the same reasoning that you were I don't know, maybe we're talking about Crystal Palace is my reasoning that I think they'll just it'll it's gonna be a battle there. I think fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen Honestly, could go any of these different directions. It always um, finds a way to do so yeah. near the end of the year. Yeah, and not even to me. I just, I don't think there's anything special there. I don't think there's anything even really remotely good no. there right now. Not at all. Uh, but I do see them surviving. I think that team just has a lot of history, and right now history's sort of uh, important unless you're City. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Hey, we won the Europe Winners Cup in 1969, right? I Pal? don't don't care. No one asked. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, I was rude. Um, yeah, I think beyond then, I think I just have Nottingham and Wolves as my 16, 17, and I think beyond then, it's pretty open playing field up until you get yeah. to like those kind of eighth to yeah. whatever spots. Well, I'll go up to my 13 here. I have okay. Fulham finishing in the 13 spot. I don't think they're great. Uh, I think they're mid-table. I think they'll 
outplay Nottingham, Crystal Palace, Everton, Wolves, and the bottom feeder teams that we have there. You guys are a lot higher on Bournemouth. What's that about? I think they're a 15th place team. Yeah. I just, I think they have enough to, I think they have enough to get those like upset wins that make or break a team season. Um, like I think they have enough to like take points maybe from like a Chelsea, maybe from a Tottenham, maybe from, maybe even from like an Aston Villa on like a any given day sort of idea. Um, and I, I, I think they have a lot of players wanting to prove a point. If that makes sense, I guess that's like a lame thing to go off of because I said no. that Crystal Palace doesn't have anyone, and I'm saying yeah. that Bournemouth has to prove a lot of points. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't have too much reason to be confident in them for like that 14th or 15th spot, but I do think they've done enough good business, and I think they're continuing to, that I'm confident in saying that they'll they'll outlast the relegation battle for me personally. Yeah. Um, I think with with that, it's just like more so that I'm lower on other teams than I am on them. You know, I have my bottom three. I I just can't see. Obviously, Luton Town speaks for itself. Sheffield, I just I don't see them doing anything. And Wolves, like they've just lost so much, and I haven't seen them replace it. Like Ruben Neves, I know he got paid for it, but like that's a big loss for them. Nathan yeah. Collins, Connor Cody, like it's just like. I don't know. I'm lower on them than I am the Bournemouth, so I don't really have like a reason as to why Bournemouth would stay up. It's more hey, so the other okay teams. With Connor, they did okay without Connor Cody last season. I actually, I guess Wolves wise, I think it's really funny because I think their days with like Nuno at like the helm, like as manager, I think gave them a super clear identity. But I don't think it was they, an identity that any yeah, manager could hold on to once they he lost left. it. They lost it. So as soon, like as soon as he left, I don't think any manager that came in was able to be like, yeah. "Oh, I know what's going on with the squad." Like that I was think such everyone's a fun lost. team too. It was. That was a really. That fun was a fun team. team. It's just I think he fell really off a little that. bit, and the way he built the sc- the team screwed the next managers to come. All right, um, I'm gonna wrap up my okay. final table here, and then we'll wrap up our predictions. Um, I can't wait for when we do championship predictions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, bottom of the table for uh, for me, I got Luton Town, 19th Sheffield United, 18th Bournemouth, 17th Wolves, 16th Everton, 15th Crystal Palace, 14th Nottingham Forest, 13th Fulham, 12th I got West Ham, and in 11th place I got a team that grinds very high on Burnley. 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 Uh, I think they will succeed yeah. quite well in the Premier League, especially under Vincent Company. Tomorrow is kickoff here in Toronto at 3 p.m. against Manchester City. Oh yeah, that's not going to be a fun game. <laughs> Tenth place I got Brentford. Ninth I got Spurs. Eighth Brighton. Seventh Chelsea. Sixth Villa. Fifth Newcastle. Fourth Arsenal. Third Liverpool. My four and three can swap either way you like them. I think that one will be decided on gold differential. I think that's number some bias two, in there. Manchester United and number one, Manchester City will be four time champions in a row for the first time in English history. That is my final predictions. I will get Ryan's and Dan's also up on X. Listen though, uh subscribers and fans, the women's world cup semi or quarterfinals is kicking off tonight. Spain versus the Netherlands. At 9 p.m., Netherlands are the uh, underdogs in this one. Their odds to win are plus 350, and Spain's odds are negative 110. But the Netherlands are undefeated going into tonight's games. In other games, we have Japan versus Sweden tomorrow at 3.30 in the morning. 
Whoa. Japan's the sort of favorites right now on this one. Uh, Sweden's uh, Mit- what was that girl's name? Mitrovic, Miss Miss. Mir- oh, the keeper, Mirosic? M- uh, Musevich. Uh stood on her freaking head in that last game. I made a whole highlight pack about it uh, for something. So maybe I'll actually might put that out if uh, Sam Ozil will let me <laughs> do so. <laughs> um, and shout then out shout out Sam for voicing that highlight pack. And on Saturday we have Australia versus France at three a.m. Uh, currently, France, the slight favorites at a plus 120 bet. They beat Morocco for nothing to advance to the quarters here, and they're favored to beat the host nation of Australia. Australia looking pretty good, though, these days. And then lastly, trying to make their way into these semis is England versus Colombia at 6.30 a.m. on Saturday. Right now, England is the heavy favorites, although they did lose a big name after that red card. She might, uh, James, she might not recur yeah. until the World Cup final. They beat Nigeria on penalties, and Lauren James has suspended those two games. So that will be interesting. We will keep you guys updated on that. And before we go, Southampton has played two games. Uh, they <laughs> won their first game. No, don't mention game, the second one. Don't do it. they uh, no. lost in the uh, – what's that? The League yeah, Cup, League Carabao Cup. 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 League Cup. Yeah, we lost to Gillingham. Um, to Gillingham. Um, but, Ryan, okay. how did you feel about the victory? Uh, the victory is much more important than the loss. The loss, yes. we started a bunch of youth lads. Um, loved seeing them get out there, but at the same time, I don't know, gotta let them get their runs in. Uh, our manager, Russell Martin, was not at all happy after the Gillingham game, and rightfully so. And uh, I even made a couple comments about it on like social media, mostly on Instagram, um, just because Russell Martin's answer and like response to the Gillingham game was one that I actually have not seen in a manager in a really long time. And I absolutely loved it because he was very okay with saying if the players don't care, there are going to be results like that. Um, and I, like, obviously, you don't love seeing managers like just throw it entirely on the players. But in a situation like that, it was 100% warranted. And yeah. I love that he did. Um, I think starting the championship season with a win over Sheffield Wednesday, who may be one of the lower level squads, but they were coming in on a hot streak from getting promoted from the third division and playing them in their stadium. Uh, we completely dominated, got done with one set piece, but that was really their only chance all game. So it was unfortunate, but we got the job done, and I'm looking forward to great things, even though come this Saturday we may not have a midfield <laughs> because Lavia and WordPress are leaving. So Will Smallbone, you better carry or I'm not going to be happy. That's my rundown. Thanks. <laughs> Dan, did you tune into Southampton no, you now that you're a big fan? No, no, I did not. No, he has nothing to say on it. But dude, we broke a record. Game one in the championship, most passes completed in one in the first half of a championship game in the history of the championship, and it was our first game under a new manager. So that's got to count for something. Did the passes do anything for the most part? Not really, but there was over four hundred of them. So that's got to count for something, <laughs> right? Yeah. Someone agree with me? <laughs> yeah, well, I know. I guess. Someone agree, please. <laughs> I'm begging. <laughs> I concur. Okay, thanks. We're going to get promoted, everyone. Next season when we do these predictions, Southampton's going to be in there. Southampton finishing top four in our Premier League predictions oh, next season. Uh, anyway, the thank you guys for stopping by for the latest the episode of The oh, Kickaboo. We appreciate it, especially keep enjoying that beautiful game. Um, shout out Not A Pervert, Dr. Emmett Brown. Oh, okay. And um, as always, keep one. enjoying the beautiful game. I don't know game. if that's one I can get behind. <laughs> 
Dan, Ryan, anything? Any final thoughts here? Uh, you just made me want to end this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was. I, uh, you can just end the pod, dude. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, join in next time for All right, a more uh, pleasant yes. name. From- Thank you for joining us for our Premier League Crystal Ball Sorry, episode. We hope you enjoyed, and as always, keep the soccer spirits alive, or whatever I usually say at the end of these things. Anywho, enjoy Manchester City versus Burnley tomorrow at 3 p.m. We will keep you updated uh, from our X post. I'm Mike Jose Collins on X. I hate you call it X. Ryan Galati yeah. one on X and Raptors Vision one for some reason. Uh, please right, change soccer. your. Yeah, please please change your. There's no. There's no one at the end there. It's just Raptors Vision. It's okay. Change nobody's it. nobody's looking you up if your thing is Raptors Vision. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, absolutely. It's a great uh, name. Yeah, it's certainly a name. I don't know if it's a great one. Anyway, guys, uh, keep kicking that ball. See you on the flip side. Shut up my dad. Love you, man.